Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is Sunday, and someday we are speeding right on through. A rebellion! Oh, <laughs> hi! <laughs> Today is Sunday, and someday we're talking about stealing money and teeny tiny baby chocolates. I love baby chocolates. Are you ready, Thomas? I'm ready. Let's drink up. Drink up. Us super fans. And those of us. <laughs> Hello there, Pop Pop. Hello there. How are you? I am well. More importantly, how are you? You know what? I'm great. Happy are you 15 great? years. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. You completely Excellent. interrupted me. Well, welcome to 15 years. That's what we do. <laughs> so let's get rid Hello? of this shit. Oh, I just had it on. <laughs> let's get rid of shit. Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday we're letting the gays be free. Are you ready, Thomas? <laughs> I'm as ready as I'm gonna be. Let's drink up. Let's drink up. This is Red Five. I'm going in. Hello there, Papa. Hello there. <laughs> How are you? Oh, well, hello. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Feeling pretty super duper. In your Mini Cooper? In my Mini Cooper. Oh, my God. I never yoga? heard that before. No. Have you ever heard that I do yoga and Pilates and this room is full of hotties? No, and I've never seen you do... Well, there was that one time in the <laughs> yoga, but... That was another story. I think it's on the podcast somewhere, though. I think though. it is. Tommy was sitting behind a lady who was feeling a little loosey and letting the air out. And I can never go back to yoga because that will be me next time. Because I could not stop laughing. I felt horrible. You know, it was the longest hour of my life, and it was hot yoga. Her chakras were so aligned, they kept flying out of her hiney hole. <laughs> it just never seemed to stop. So I believe I brought bad karma onto myself so I could never return to a yoga room. Nope. <laughs> if you're new here, thank you for listening to us speak about um, yoga toots. And... and if that lady's listening to us, I do apologize for laughing. It's really not my style, although I do think everything's funny. <laughs> if you're new here, this is Pink Milk, and uh, we talk Star Wars queerly here on this show. This is Husband and Husband. I'm your host, Brian, the super fan. With me, as always, is my better half and your better host, the one forced to listen, Thomas. Oh, hello. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you for returning. Welcome back. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, you're talking to me? You're no, welcome. I'm back. I was talking to the people listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, them too. <laughs> this, I've got you. I've got an iron ring wrapped around your finger. It's tungsten. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? it's been 15 years? We've had a lot of lives in 15 years. We really years. have. 
Like a we lot. We really have, yeah. We went through uh, an economic downturn together at the very beginning of our mm-hmm. relationship. We've that lived, was fun. <laughs> we've lived in lots of places. We've said goodbye to doggies, welcomed oh, other doggies. Yeah. We've said hello to not one, not two, but three children. We've said hello and goodbye to many judges, many social workers, many people touring our houses. To our adoption license. Closed. Closed. Even though you want to open it all the time. I'm kind of thinking about it again. (laughs) Well, you know, it has been six months. (laughs) No, it's been, um, Eli's been adopted for two years. No, 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 no. Remember, we were going to open it again earlier in the year, so. We were, like I said, we went. It's uh, been six months. It was our anniversary last night. Tommy and I went. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Tommy and I went to a dinner and a movie, and we have never gone to dinner and a movie, just the two of us, in five years. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh my God, no. Longer. Almost seven, hun. Yeah. Since 2016. That was the mm-hmm. last time we ever went and did anything on our own. Holy Moses. Oh. That's six years, babe. Right? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So it has been seven years. Feels longer. It kind of does. <laughs> but not in a bad way. It feels no, like our children have always been with us. Uh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Forever and always with us. But, anyways, while we were out last night, I kept seeing cute little toddlers everywhere. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I want that. And my husband sat there in that kind of silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I could think to myself was, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yes, I'll take a two or three-year-old. No, hon. We've never had a baby that No, 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 no. Never. No. Four was tough, though. Four was. No bueno. <laughs> No. You want to tell everyone what movie we went and saw? We went to see Bros. Yeah, what's up, bro? I'm over here doing my hammies, my hammy hey, hams. Bros. Oh my god, have you ever done that? Time you've ever like been like hooked up with the dude? Like, what's up? Did you just hear how I did it? Yeah, what's up? Do you think I did that anywhere else? Hope no. not. <laughs> I don't think you took anybody home. I may have done this. It was like, hey, what's up? Hey, bro. What's up? Can you spot mm. me? I got to do my chest. <laughs> and then like, no, you know. I got to do some squats over here. I need you to. Okay, so we went to see sit, the movie. Sit down below mm-hmm, me, and then mm-hmm. you know, then I went One, home with them. Two, and then I, three, the next morning, woke up two. and I was like, "Oh my god, girl, thank you. That was so good last night. What's your name again? I don't remember, but oh my god." Thank you. And they're like, "What happened to that voice last night?" I was like, "What voice are you talking about? This is the one I've always had." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a good movie, though. <laughs> it was good. So yes, this is a Star Wars podcast, but you know what? We are first before we're Star Wars fans, and first before we're forced to listen about Star Wars. We gay. We gay. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> so we are going to talk about Bros for a hot minute because mm-hmm. it's been in the theaters for a little while. But you know, we're parents to three kids, and we can't go see things on opening weekend anymore. And uh, we went and saw it last night. And you know what? Honestly, I was quite moved. It was a really great movie. How many stars? Oh, I'd give it, I would, out of what? Five. Out of five? five? I would probably give it a four and a half out of five. Excellent. I might give it a four. The half is just because it was very gay and unapologetically gay, Mm -hmm. which is kind of how I want to talk about it, because I felt that this movie was a little bit rebellious, and we are watching Andor right now, all about the building blocks to a rebellion. Hmm. So, uh, see that? Yeah. So this first half of the podcast, we're going to talk about bros for a little bit, being gay, and some of the things we've had to do in order Mm -hmm. to be gay, and what this movie said to a straight audience. Um, I can tell you the theater had four couples in it, one of which was straight. The dude seemed very uncomfortable in certain parts, but I kind of like it, and he stuck around. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we're going to talk about Andor in the second half, chapter six. He probably had tungsten on his finger. 
Mm, possibly. <laughs> no, you know what? He was straight. He probably had one of those workout rings. Gold. No, like one of the workout ones. Or it was from Walmart. They look like they could have been Walmart <gasps> ring wearers. Wow. Wow. Wow, you went to a movie, a gay movie, and now you... Yeah. You I'm a scratch. shady bitch. I'm a shady bitch. <laughs> You're a shady bitch. Okay. <laughs> All right. I wasn't going to say it, but okay. <laughs> Hey, well, this you is your Star Wars stars. podcast for shady bitches. Let me tell you how many stars I would get. Okay, it. out of five. Four and a half. Really? Why yeah. four and a half for you? You know, I thought it was great they brought so much to the forefront. Mm-hmm. It was actually kind of uh, a little cringeworthy actually mm-hmm. seeing it because you're you're also living it at the same time. Yep. And uh, uh, the half because I didn't want to give a full extra... Because it was a little hallmarky, <laughs> but I think that's what it was trying. It to was do supposed too. to be, yes. Yeah. But I, if I, I don't particularly, you know, I didn't like that. Other than that, I, it was really, really. They did a great job, actually. Yeah, they really did. And one of the reasons and it was funny. It was just funny. So if you're interested in an entertaining movie about our lives, yeah, <laughs> go see you it. You know, I think part of the reason, actually, I do want to talk about this show, this movie, okay. is because a lot of our audience is straight identifying, and um, this movie is positioned to be a mainstream movie, mm-hmm. and also not sacrifice any of its queerness, mm-hmm. which I think after we've been doing this show, babe, in one month, it's going to be three full years. Wow. And Am I going to get a raise? New oh, contract? Yes. yes. New contract, mm-hmm. maybe? Yep. Yep. More mm-hmm. vacation days? Mm-hmm. <laughs> car? Do I get a car? A bonus car? Nope. Not for a few years. <laughs> Our cars are paid off and they're going to stay that way. <laughs> You'll get a car after I get another car. <laughs> Again? Uh-huh. Didn't we just do that twice? Yeah. I'm kept. I'm a kept boy. <laughs> No, but anyways, a lot of our audience is straight Mm -hmm. identifying, and this movie is kind of positioned to be more mainstream, but also not hide its queerness, which is something that I think, especially as this show has gone on, um, I think we've gotten gayer and gayer and talked more about queerness than we used to, so much so that sometimes I think we're less of a Star Wars podcast and more of a queer podcast, and we're a Mm. queer podcast that happens to talk about Star Wars and less a Star Wars podcast that happens to be gay. Who happens to be parents, who happens to talk about their kids. Yeah. So, you know, like bros, we throw a lot at our listeners, a lot of different layers, and you know what? We appreciate you listeners. Yes. Thank you. Especially... This month, I would like to send a super shout out to Brian spelled incorrectly, <laughs> Princess Nisa, Molly, and our friend Luke for joining our Patreon. Thank you. Four new patrons this month. If you're interested in that, $5 a month can get you on our Patreon. We have a Discord, commentary episodes, uh, show suggestions, and you get to help keep this show going, getting better and better. You know, help with my contract negotiations. <laughs> well done (laughs) well done just kidding so thank you everyone um we really do appreciate it very 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 much your sport always means the world yes Um, thank you but like let me set up a basic premise honestly if you are one of our straight listeners especially if you're a straight listener that listens to after dark which is definitely an sfw a lot of times not all the time but a lot of times um i think you could even sit through some of the sex scenes and stuff in this movie but it really doesn't hold any punches 
No, it doesn't. I mean, right down to, I think there was a moment where someone shoves, you know, they're like sucking on each other's fingers on it's very sexy. And then all of a sudden the entire hand goes down someone's mouth. And it's kind of funny. Yeah, but don't straight people do that? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Some of this stuff didn't necessarily. It was. Maybe. It was two guys doing it. But I thought to myself, oh. well, anybody could be doing this. This is, I think, yeah. the point of the movie. Yes. That we are exactly the same, but yet we are not yeah. the same at the same time. Oh, see, that's interesting. Okay, so the basic yes. the basic premise of this movie is we meet a dude who's kind of you know a little bit of a bitter Betty and uh, is building an LGBTQ plus museum mm-hmm. in New York City, and he's not interested in dating. I think because he's kind of a bitter gay guy, and gay guys and navigating the gay world is very difficult. And I will qualify this because we were watching a movie. And I'm like, do people t- still take their shirts off at nightclubs? I don't know. We've been married for 15 years. Like, I've been six, seven years very, very, very far removed from gay clubs. So, like, that mm-hmm. world is very foreign to me now. Um, but. And is then, there really gay clubs these I days? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't think so. There is here. Well, yeah, this Phoenix. is Phoenix. Um, but anyways, he meets another guy who is really just into hooking up and having friends and isn't interested in a relationship. And, mm-hmm. um. They start to form a relationship and realize that uh, their relationship doesn't have to look like anybody else's. Mm -hmm. And that because they're gay, they can define their own relationship. And I would say that was kind of the premise of the movie. And it was really, really great. So kind of towards the beginning of the film, um, Billy or Bobby is the character's name. And he is about to meet Aaron, the other guy, Hottie. Um, And... Bobby says this thing to his straight friends of love isn't no no to like a, a like a Hollywood person or something. Love is not love. Our love is different. We are not straight <laughs> and it's different. And I really think that was the statement of the whole movie and that because it's different doesn't mean it's of any less value, but it's also different. And trying to apply heteronormative ideas into to gay men or to anyone in the lgbtq plus community like just isn't gonna work because it's not for us it was never built for us and now we can get married and all those things but that stuff is still challenged and straight people aren't worried about their marriages being taken away and and all of those things i think there is um you know i don't know a ton of straight people but i don't know a lot of straight <laughs> people who are in throuples or open relationships and all those kinds of things yeah, and but it's, straight people are swingers Nobody talks about that. Do you think there are a lot of swingers, though? I don't know, but apparently if you have a, uh, a turquoise pot on your front patio oh. in, in our neighborhood, <laughs> apparently you're a swinger. Mm-hmm. That's Thank what you. someone Thank who you, doesn't Jason. live here... Thank you, Jason. The pineapples. <laughs> the pineapple, yes. Pi- oh, he brought up the pineapples, but apparently okay. in our neighborhood, it's a turquoise pot. It's a turquoise pot. You know what? Which someone who doesn't live in our neighborhood told us, so that was very interesting. But and you know, a lot else? of people who don't live in our neighborhood tell us things about, about our, neighborhood. our neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always very interesting. It is. Oh, you're one of those. That's what a lot of it is. I'm like, you know what, bitch? I've been heard. Oh, I'm one of those, being a queer person forever. So if you think that's going to somehow pick which one me, you think I am. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, I am one of those, and yes, I am damn proud of being that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sit your ass down and shut up. Trey a bitch. <laughs> but you know what's funny, Thomas? We did have a turquoise pot. We, we did. No one ever came knocking. <laughs> no one ever came knocking. <laughs> <laughs> That's disappointing. Have you seen the crop? 
I've seen some of them. Some of them I definitely wouldn't mind seeing their crop. <laughs> There's some very... Well, we did not know. Very, very <laughs> nice looking people in this neighborhood. Hmm. I see one every morning. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I see one too. <laughs> Good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... um. What did you think of this movie? Was that a good, proper, like, yeah, setup absolutely. for the film? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think um, straight people could enjoy this film? Uh, I think it would almost be like watching a documentary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With a lot of humor in it. Yeah. And some great music and some eye candy. But I think it would oh. be. Well, no I, eye I candy. Think they no would eye enjoy candy for it. straight yeah. dudes. But, Sorry. Yeah, no. Well, no, they had some good looking lesbians. And not lesbians. Um, well, there's some beautiful trans women. Yes, trans women in there. I mean, they had a beautiful lesbian. Yeah. I guess I can't say that she wasn't beautiful. Yeah. But uh, she was the coach in Glee, wasn't she? A coach in is Glee that or who vice she principal? Was, I was she was trying to Glee. figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, not not the blonde lady, mm-hmm. the brunette. I don't remember her mm-hmm. name. And I, she, I think she was a coach. I don't. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Yeah, actually. she's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, how I. How honest did you think this movie was? I mean, here's the deal. Here's, I it was here's the deal. Honest. I think what I loved about this movie so much it was mm-hmm. it was a very gay movie, and I have read some reviews that people didn't like the main character, and no one would like that person in real life, and no one would stick around. I'm like, this is a rom com. Like it is, it is a heightened, it's a heightened reality, mm-hmm. just like all rom coms are. I mean, they were they play when Harry met Sally in the middle of the movie. The interesting thing is, I know that character. Yes. It, it's not one person I know. It's many people mm-hmm. I know who were all funneled into that one particular all, can, character. And, yeah. and in this movie. So everything was familiar to me with regards to behavior. And it wasn't, you know, it's not as um, maybe off-putting yeah. when it was individually broken down into all these people and yeah. their behaviors. But when one person, it was, I could see how... Yeah, I can and see how it's off He was a tough pill to yeah. swallow. But you know what's crazy is the two main characters in this movie are 40-something-year-old dudes. Mm-hmm. And like one of the uh, trans women, I'm guessing, was in their 20s. And they were the most free, the most liberal, the most like open about everything, which speaks to younger people in a way that I thought was really wonderful. Is this the one that was healthy. recording everything all the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was very out there and really like wonderful. But I do think... You know, for for people our age, you know, I came, we came out in the 90s and we came up in the ni- late 90s, early 2000s. It was a very different social climate. It was mm-hmm. very hard. Like, it was not okay to be gay. Like, it was Mm-mm. not okay. You didn't talk about it. You didn't show it. You know, like, very few people did. And literally, it was always like, gay bars were in the dumpiest parts of town. It was oftentimes dangerous. Never had a sign. Yeah, never had a sign. It mm-hmm. was just, it was just... A very, very, very different time. There was not gay people on TV. There just, it didn't, it just, it was just different. And a lot of people, it's hard to erase that from them. And I really feel that's what, um, you know, the main character, Bobby, was kind of going through. He kind of still lived in that time mm-hmm. back then. And Aaron, the the hottie, very much too. Like, he was very nervous about being around his family and, and, um... It was, I, I feel like it was a really honest movie. It was a heightened rom-com, mm-hmm. but the bones of it was really honest. I think so, too. And yeah. I think there was a lot of nuances that, like, 
I don't think anyone but gay men would really fully understand, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, the grinder conversations were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? When Tom and I were coming up and coming out, we didn't hide those conversations behind a phone with someone four blocks away. Gay dudes spoke like that to one another face to face. On the computer, too. On the computer, but <laughs> in a bar. It was like, hey, how are you doing? You top or bottom? What? Oh, my name's Brian. I don't care. You top or bottom? What are you into? How big are you? Can you pull your... Can you, can you really? Pull yes. I didn't have those conversations oh my with God. Well, okay. Well, I'm a horny whore, so maybe I attracted it. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, it was so crazy. And now mm-hmm. you think about online conversations, and because it's not real, people are that direct all the time. I don't know if they're... <laughs> I, I can't imagine it's like that in straight world. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, literally, I don't Actually, know. Actually, you know what? If you if you identify as straight, but don't they have um, or bi? I'm curious. I'm they curious. have a little something app, don't they? Yeah, Tinder. That's it. Uh, but I think gay people are on Tinder now too. Really? Mm-hmm. I think Tinder. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Swipe right or left. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm curious if that kind of conversation is is different now because to me like queer communities just so much more sexually open than our straight people that we know of that we know of i could be wrong but it does it really does see i don't know i don't know i know straight people they don't ever talk about that that's not true i mean most straight people don't but i mean i've had a few that are kind of rough i'm thinking of one in particular that you worked with in the bars when uh or the restaurants (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I mean she was pretty uh i mean great girl but i suppose so i've got Mm. one that you know i miss you you know one time i one time we uh were at a bar (laughs) and some dude someone some girl had written that like i don't know i'm just gonna say tom has a big wiener and wrote his number down on the bathroom stall and she went out with him just to see if it was big and it was And I think they hooked up for a while. Oh, college days. God bless her. Then I was jelly. I didn't know that story, but that yeah. and I was seems jelly. I was like, why can't I? Can I maybe for her? Tom? <laughs> Do you think Tom would be open to me doing it? I don't know. Didn't happen though. <laughs> what was what was like your biggest takeaway from the film? Because I there was a, there was a scene that um, I want to talk about that mm-hmm. was very reflective of us like 10, 15 years ago. Well, I think it's probably the same scene. It mm-hmm. was in the, the restaurant because yep. we don't want to give everything away, but we were in the restaurant with, uh, Aaron's parents, Aaron's parents and Bobby, who was the main mm-hmm. character was really kind of over the top. So he was really on. being over the top. Yeah. So hold on. So it, let me set this up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. Bobby is the one who is opening up an LGBTQ plus museum. So Bobby takes it upon himself to be very transparent, very open about queerness. Very, he speaks a lot about like queer, um, uh, uh, agenda, like not agendas, uh, queer representation and queer issues in media and queer issues in society. And Aaron is very much not that he came from a small town in like upstate New York. And Mm -hmm. so like, and the mom was like a second grade teacher. And I just think they're a little more, they're probably more on the conservative side of things. And I, at the beginning, I wasn't even sure if he was out, but he was, but they just, they, Aaron came from a family where they just didn't talk about him being gay. Which is a very real thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so in that, I think 
Bobby took it too far, and instead of being respectful to his partner, started really pushing uh, his own his own perspectives, which I happen to agree with. It was just not the time or place to do it. Correct. And it did make me think about like when when you and I first started dating, because I was definitely. And still am, maybe not anymore, I guess. But I am and always have been very open and very transparent about being gay and never hit it from any situation ever. Correct. And if you put me into a corner, like I was gonna like paint my nails pink, put on some acrylics and scratch my way out of it. That was just like that's the way I've always been. And you were not that way. I'm a chameleon, you yeah. know, especially with my line of work and with my family and I've always been a chameleon anyway. I adapt. You know, it's just my personality. Yeah. I can, so that's why I can go into many different circles yeah. and kind of, you know. But even your family at the mm-hmm. time, like you were kind of in that situation where no one mm-hmm. just, everyone knew. Right. But no one ever talked about it. Correct. And I remember for me at the beginning, it didn't cause a problem with us because you and I have never really had problems. But then it was difficult on me. Right. Because back then I was like, I already went through all of this. Like I now have to do it almost again and with people i don't even really know and it was hard it was really hard actually we were over those things now and and we've made it through sorry baby it's okay but i also want to share it was a long time ago though. it was thank god and i remember early on it was in the first few years i remember you went on a listing appointment with the with with uh i would they were older people and you were sitting at the table. It was just a man. It was just a man. Oh, and the couple, house was, was empty and it yeah. wasn't selling. But it was across the street from a gay couple that we knew. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know exactly at the time it was. But uh, the seller was a bit of a good old boy, which is fine, you know. But, uh, um, you know, he made the comment, oh, well, you know, they're of the wrist. In a, yeah, and in I didn't a, say anything at all. And I remember... Considering you should see, I got two wrists. <laughs> and they are free flowing, bitch. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, it but just I, kind of stuck with me. You came home that day. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we were living together yet. I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, but I was so mad. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, like, how did you not say anything? And you're like, I, again, it was different times. And mm-hmm. that's like, that's where Aaron was. I wanted in this the movie. listing. You wanted the <laughs> listing. You needed the money. And then it was very exactly. much like this, like, it shouldn't matter. And, you know, I think that's that internal, internalized homophobia, for sure, that a lot of us have to deal with. But yeah, so there's there's that internalized homophobia that a lot of us have to deal with. But I think that was something interesting in chapter six, or episodes, I keep calling them chapters, darn Mandalorian, episode six of Andor. And I think there was a really wonderful line and conversation between Nemec and Andor about how do you fight a group of people without morals? And um, I think for me personally, the way I look at homophobes and the government and people like Judge Thomas and our very own like governor in running, Carrie Lake, and the senator running, uh, Blake Masters, I think they're um, they have no morals. If you're going to come after me just because I am married to another dude, like that is an immoral person. And fighting those kinds of things, you can't have the same tactic. So uh, we're going to talk about some of that in relation to episode six of Andor. Right after this little breaky break. Let's break. I'm ready, Brian. Drink up. Drink up.
back. Welcome back, Brian. You know what, Thomas? Welcome back. Welcome back to you. <laughs> I feel like we always say welcome back, but I don't really go anywhere, and you don't really go anywhere. But it's good to be back. <laughs> you know what, Thomas? No, Brian. We got to get into episode six of Andor, which was great. However, I feel, and you know, there might be some pitchforks lining up outside our door. I've had time to sit on this episode. Okay. We are a little bit late to recording, mm-hmm. which has been kind of fine. What do you mean late? We're, we're just here. We're here. We're just, we're not <laughs> as early as we usually are, you know, catching up on sickness. However, with that said, I've had a little more time to um, swirl in the juices of this episode i've been looking swirl in the juices mm-hmm. i've been <laughs> under his eye germinating germinating <laughs> fruitfully rosebudding swelling puckering where are you going with that thomas that is so funny because we forgot to continue to watch the handmaid's tale <laughs> oh my god we really did <laughs> Has nothing to do, <laughs> nothing to do with the show, but you just reminded me we haven't watched it since you were in the hospital. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this is not that eye. I think the Aldani uh, mm-hmm. astrological metamorphosis of the sky, whatever it was that Emmett called it, was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. However, this was a very action-packed episode. It was a boiling from like start to finish. It was a great episode. It was. But I don't know if there is much stuff to munch on in this episode in general because it was more of a an action episode of like let's get this money out. So right. um they stole me, some money. They stole Bang. some money. People didn't make it. Um people who did got money. Yeah. Uh but there are I think some things I want to speak to. Okay. That's more targeted at Star Wars and Lucasfilm and Disney Plus that I find frustrating, especially just after watching Bros. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. But first, let's just get out our, like, what did you think of this episode? Where does it rank in the other episodes for you? I thought the episode was good. Uh, Where does it rank? It probably is the number one so far. Yeah, because I like the action. I like Love it. And I have been finding myself going where are we going okay we've got this bank robber we're doing thing yeah so let's we've gotten that done now love it uh interesting we did have that feeling and we talked about that some people weren't going to make it out and obviously they didn't it seems like truthfully no one made it out just the one girl in the end because uh well Val and shot the other guy yes sorry if you haven't watched it you should no (laughs) were you surprised by Skeen, rough trade, getting killed. Were you surprised no. by his betrayal? No. No, not really. You know, I'm with you. What was shocking well, to me? No. Okay. Now that I think about remember I had said in the other episode that I thought they were going to become the best of friends. So maybe I am. I had a feeling okay. the young kid wouldn't make it out anyway. Yeah. He just seemed like he was... He was killable like, material. He was material. killable material, apparently. <laughs> Everyone knew poor little, my poor sweet boy, Nemec, was not going to make it. But yeah. they did keep giving us, like, hope. Like, oh, no, mm-hmm. he is going to make it. Oh, Who else didn't make it out? The other guy, the leader. Tamarin is his name, the former stormtrooper. He's yeah. dead. He was um, good. I the Imperials him. are dead. I don't know if the family was killed by Sinta or not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, none of it was really shocking, exactly, okay. to me. Mm-hmm. Um I will say, I think I was shocked at Skeen, a.k.a. Rough Trade, being killed so quickly 
by Andor. There's like no hesitation. That's what was shocking because you just okay. met Andor going, oh, we think he's like like growing since that first episode, but mm-mm, still super quick to pull that trigger. That was pretty, yeah. pretty quick. Like, I was surprised. Th- that's what was shocking to mm-hmm. me. I don't even know if it was shocking that he killed him. It was just like the zero hesitation. <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, so that was pretty cool. That was cool. I um, Yeah, we had not seen that side of him. Well, he killed the police officer in the first episode when he didn't really need to. He accidentally killed the other one and then shot the other dude point blank in the face. Oh, that's true. And in Rogue One, he's, we see him shoot the back of the... Six episodes, I forgot about it already. Forced to listen. That's <laughs> right, you know, I forgot about Literally, that was the opening uh, yeah. episode. Okay. You know, another one of the things that I found interesting and almost circles back to... Um, uh, what's the show that you said we haven't watched? Now I can't remember the name. The Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. So we've never really seen. We had those two officers that were like higher ups that were coming to Aldani to make sure everything was going to go to scale, right? Or mm-hmm. not go to scale, go okay, right? And we met the one dude who was trying to suck up to the higher up dude, and we met his son and his wife. We've never really ever seen that, and right, true. It was interesting because I don't know what it was in the performance, but I didn't really hate the wife or the child. And then that plays an important role a little later. Um, But I thought that was interesting because it made me realize like the Empire is still fairly new around this time. There hasn't been a ton of time passed yet. And what about these like, these families that like their husbands or wives or or sons or daughters were like a part of the republic Mm -hmm. and then became part of the empire and what that must be like for them you know i feel that way we almost got with serena the the bee from handmaid's tale which she was almost free Mm -hmm. and she but she doubled down on all these things that seemed very odd to me um Goes to show she's just evil. Yeah, she is evil. I hope she dies. <laughs> wow. Yep. She should still be made a handmaid now that she's preggers. Well, something just happened to her. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember either. No. Oh, she was good. forced out of the country. That's what it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's not that good this year. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, what did you... I mean, did you have any thoughts on them at all? I did, because remember a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was... Nice to see the the mom and the mm-hmm. and Cassian. Cassian, yeah, mom and Cassian, Andor, you know mm-hmm. the the title character. No, no, not that. Remember, it's the other suck up in the first episode. Oh, second episode, Cyril, Cyril, Cyril and, his and his mom, mom. correct, Cyril. Yes, I do love that mom. I mean, she ain't nice, but I love her. She means business. She does. I love that character. I want more of her for sure um for sure i have to imagine we're gonna see him again i don't know about her yeah something's gonna happen Mm -hmm. um i will say i love these side characters i love how different this show is than the mandoverse i mean you know me i love my mando i love all of it but like mandalorian side characters are often kind of silly like we mm-hmm. had the domo and book of boba fett pelimato's kind of silly they bring like a humor to the series and these characters definitely do not hmm. they bring i feel like 
some of these side characters are even darker, which is interesting. It's it's just such a different show. Um, do you have anything else that you want to say specifically about this episode before I want to get into a more a bigger and more important conversation? Mm, you know, sometimes I wonder how much they get paid. Okay, because <laughs> they're not in a lot of episodes. Okay, so what happens this with this Cassian? Or no, who's the uh, Cyril? Cyril? Cyril, yeah. So he's not in. I don't know. I'm so curious how that all works, hmm? but it has nothing to do with the episode. Okay, so there any... you go. If anybody has any hints okay. on how these people get paid, because yep. even Andor, you know, and the Mandalorian, how do they all? Because the Mandalorian, technically, who's the real Mandalorian? The the actor. Oh, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Pedro yeah. Pascal. Pedro Pascal, yes. So he's not in every episode, even no. though The Mandalorian is. Yeah, his voice is in every episode. Right. I'd love to know how that all works. You know so what? He asked if I had any questions. Okay. Those are my questions. If anybody knows, I'm curious. I don't need to know the dollar amount. I'm just curious. Is this something could be a full-time job? Do they need to have many jobs? <laughs> just because it sounds like it seems like they're not on the screen that often, so they might have how to have other jobs. <laughs> you know, I find that like the scheduling of all those people really yeah. interesting when characters like are like cuz you know, things are not shot in sequence because this actor is on set at the same time as that actor, exactly. and so they have to coordinate all those things. It is interesting. Yeah, how many times have you you seen an interview with an actor and they were starring in another film with that same actor and they're like yes you know we never never actually met met. yeah it's pretty cool yeah okay so i can't answer with those things can't help you out there well if somebody in uh in uh you know pink milk world knows let us know are there any producers any schedulers out there i don't know know, even know what that job description is i I mean are they at 15 bucks an hour you know what what's going on (laughs) i don't think any of these actors are making 15 dollars now that's isn't that below isn't that below minimum wage these days i have no idea i I don't know well i hope they're making more yes i would hope so andor is also an executive producer so he's very important is he really yeah wow Okay. Good for mm-hmm. him. That's okay. awesome. So this question comes from one of our Steam Queens okay. on Discord, one of our patrons. So again, thank you, Molly, for joining our Patreon. Thank, thank you, you Molly. to all hundreds of thousands of you that are going to join our Patreon after listening to this stellar episode. Um, <laughs> it, may, it may have been my question. <laughs> Threw me off, Thomas. I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know Pedro Pascal's name. <laughs> okay. Molly asked this question, a broader discussion question. What do we think Andor signals for the future of Star Wars? And I'm curious what you think, because your idea of what Star Wars is, I think, is probably looser than... I don't even know what mine is. But So the question is, what do I think the show Andor mm-hmm. is signaling to us, the general public... About the future of Star yeah. Wars. So the tone, like tonality, is it different enough for you? Does it feel like a Star Wars to you? But all Does of this be- is before. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, so no, no, we know okay. what the future of Star okay. Wars is. Okay. Out, I think Molly's getting outside, Sorry, Molly. Of, outside of story. Okay. Like what is what is viewing of Star Wars? Like what is what kind of Star Wars stories are we going to get out of this? Do you think that we're going to get different kinds of stories than we've gotten before? Well, it depends. Are these stories that will fall between the beginning and the end of okay. the... Don't think she's concerned with timelines, Tom. Okay, okay. Tones. Well, then yes. <laughs> does this show feel like a different Star Wars than yes. other Star Wars to you? In it what does. ways? It feels like the movies. 
Okay. So, and the movies are grander, they're bigger, they're just larger. Okay. Uh, but I think that we've been starting to see that Did one by one. Did you split me off? No, but I could if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I was itching. <laughs> I don't usually do that, but if that's something you need right now. It really right isn't now, something you I'm do. I'm here to help you. <laughs> It's really not something you do. Um, no, so the movies feel bigger or grander. Yeah, or and, and that's what I feel from this show as well. Okay. I, I mean, I feel like they have just stepped everything up. Yes. Yeah. Does it feel like a different kind of story? Hmm. No. No? no okay, what's similar? Okay, feel... so what is it that's the same to you? Because to me, it feels like an incredibly different story than anything we've ever gotten. I feel it's very much like Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. In, in what way? I don't know. It looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't go that deep into it. Sorry, Molly. <laughs> Thanks for the question, though. <laughs> we love you. I do love Molly. Because um, to me... Is this Molly Molly? Who is this? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I don't know Molly's last name. Molly with the pink hair. Ooh. I love pink hair. Mm, me too. Mm-hmm. Thinking about dyeing my hair pink. You don't have any hair, hon. Mm. You shaved it off. On you accident. could have hair. <laughs> you almost had pink hair. I almost had blonde hair. I really wanted it. I was, I'm a little bummed. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So, so to me, I think this show really is changing what Star Wars can be. Because I feel that this is a much more grown-up show. You know, you know, personally, I don't always love Star Wars is made for kids. You know how I feel. Like, Star Wars needs to be approachable for kids but is not made for kids Mm -hmm. i feel that this show is less approachable for children i would definitely agree with that it's darker it's heavier it's it's right out of the gate with the killings yeah right out of the gate like the the themes of the show are a lot more mature like the moral ambiguity of all of the characters like even and this is one of the things that i love so much about revenge of the actually the prequels in general george lucas was not setting up the jedi in that era to be like really good they're an equal part of the problem yet he wrote it in in such a way that kids could still look up to jedis for being the heroes and i think i think that's why they're so successful and i think sometimes that's things that people didn't want the prequels to be they didn't Mm -hmm. like jar jar because it was too juvenile i think they wanted to see uh, and it can go way darker and really kill some things and really do that. They wanted to see the Jedi really do some down dirty stuff, but that isn't what the prequels were because they were more of a family friendly thing. Mm-hmm. So all of that is there. It's just kind of in the subtext, whereas this show puts the subtext and puts it right up front and really, and it's added new layers of subtext, more, more complex characters in the way of like why is Cyril like the police officer what role did his mother's upbringing have him into becoming those kinds of things mm-hmm. and I think it's a little deeper like even there's a lot to the Mandalorian that is it's subtext and it's what we bring to it which is what you and I talk about a lot it's one of the things I love about Mando and being under a helmet it's it allows me to invite myself into what ticks with Mando whereas this I feel and it's funny because there's aren't, aren't there are not really any helmets in this series yet. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel the play with the story the same way that Star Wars normally does. I could it's, definitely see that. Yeah, you know, which mm-hmm. is cool. It's very, very, very cool. It just feels less. It feels less of a fairy tale mm-hmm. and more of a documentary of the world that is set in the galaxy far, far Interesting. away. Interesting. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yep, perfect sense. I, sure. So mm-hmm. I do think it's really going to set the stage for what Star Wars can be because I don't think Star Wars has ever really been those things before. Rogue One was the closest. Um, and it's interesting because Tony Gilroy has said he's not exactly a huge fan of Star Wars. Like, I don't think he didn't dislike it, but he wasn't like this massive And who is fan, Tony Gilroy? The, the creator of the show. He wasn't a fan? Mm-mm. Okay. He liked it, I think, but he wasn't like a fan. Okay. And so he picked up Rogue One and kind of saved Rogue One because the first director was kind of fired, but he played nice with Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. So Gareth Edwards was still credited as directing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tony Gilroy came in and picked up a bunch and reshuffled things and kind of reworked that whole movie. Hmm. So there's a lot of debate of whose movie is Rogue One, Gareth Edwards or Tony Gilroy. Okay. Um, but I think that's what's that's what's really, really interesting. And it's it's really this movie, this this series is really exploring what makes t- characters tick in a very in a less subtext kind of way and very on the surface. Which I think is good. It's really, Absolute, really cool. Yeah, this is this is the mature Star Wars that people have been wanting. You know, I hear a lot on Twitter people want a rated R Star Wars. You know what? That is not anything I ever want. Yeah, this is about as dark as I want Star Wars yeah. to go. I am yeah. not interested in a rated r star wars it's not it's not what i'm interested in no like i don't even i think that would be very easily yeah just not what i'm interested in and there's really only a few ways they could go with that yeah they just sex and a lot of violence guts yeah blood and guts no that's nope. not star wars. nope nope you can have all that stuff happen off camera mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we saw a woman's hand get chopped off at the beginning of obi-wan like in the first episode like okay do we really need to go darker than that mm. it's pretty Mm-mm. dark um yeah, so um, I want to talk about something that unfortunately I don't okay. hear getting spoken to enough, and I find it incredibly frustrating. Okay, talk so to let me. me just let me bring this question to you, Thomas. Oh no, Cinta and Vel. Okay, are they together? Well, I learned that they are. Remember, I didn't know. Okay, I okay. mean, I didn't know. Yeah, you had to tell me. Okay, yeah. I think it's clear as day. They were holding hands in this episode. They had that lovingly, like, promise me you're going to come back. They were like, they are a couple. Well, I definitely got it. Okay. Once you said it. So this was tweeted out by Star Wars the other day. And let me, let me play this. I'm going to hold my phone up to the, to the mic. So hopefully you can hear it. Guys, I am Vajada Sethu and I'm playing Santa Cas. This is the scene in which um, the rebels are rehearsing what they'll be doing on the day of the heist. So they're teaching Cassian how to walk like a soldier, look like a soldier, talk like a soldier. Looking at the second steal, this is Velen Sinter's potentially last goodbye, because the last bit is in some ways the scariest bit and the riskiest bit. So they've got the hostages, but um, you know the team haven't made it out of there. It was really cool to play a character that is so fearless and fierce. Um, and I hope you get to see more of it. Okay, look, she's wonderful. She's amazing. Yeah. Love Cinta. Mm-hmm. However, I'm really quite insulted and very, very, very frustrated. That in that little PR piece, when she's like, you know, this is the, possibly the last time they're going to see each other. Like, mm-hmm. clearly, they are in love. That is like, they love each other. 
why the hell can't she just say it? Like, why can't she just say these two are in love and they're worried they're not going to see each other again? How do you know they're in love? Because it's obvious, even the way she just said that. Like, mm-hmm. this, she didn't have that relationship with any of the other characters. Mm. She had that relationship with her. They share the blanket. They're holding hands. They had tears in their eyes when they're saying goodbye. The one lady's like, please, Val was like, please tell me you're going to come back. Like, they are together. Okay. And I was really insulted and annoyed in that piece that they, like, almost went there. And then they didn't. And then she had the audacity to talk about how fearless and fierce her character was. Well, you know what? Lucasfilm and Disney and Star Wars is being fearful of ticking off the straight audience, but not giving like LGBT rep what it is. And I'm, it's really, really frustrating because that is not fearless. That character would be an out lesbian, out and proud you know, actually, I could see her more as Pan. It fails definitely a lesbian. Okay. But, like, that's who those characters would be. They would be out. And, honestly, in where the galaxy at in Star Wars is at right now, can you imagine how threatened that imp- empire is going to be on queer people? Hmm. You know, these two women might be fighting for their marriage. Like, hopefully, we don't have to do. They might be fighting because Lore knows what happens to queer people in that galaxy far, far away. Under the empire. Like... Queer people are born rebels. We have to rebel like every single day. Sometimes like we, you and I have said this, sometimes there's our mere existence and walking outside in the middle of suburbs here and being openly a gay couple can sometimes rub some feathers the wrong way. We've spoken about when we thought we might be moving to North Carolina and we didn't exactly feel super comfortable in some of the areas where, and it was just because we were a family of five eating dinner together and you and I mm-hmm. felt the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Like just showing up is an act of rebellion sometimes. True. And the fact that Star Wars isn't going there is really, really frustrating. Hmm. And I hope I'm hopeful. I love Star Wars. But that that to me, I loved the representation we got on screen until I saw that. And that just really pissed me off. And it makes it really insulting what I saw on screen. Because that would have been a moment for them to kiss one another and say, make it home safe. Well, who put that video out? Star Wars. Well, who shot the video? I don't know. Hmm. You know? But, like, that would have been a moment for the two of them to make an embrace and say, come back. Something. Right. Something. And it just... won't allow it. It just... It's really... I mean, does that... Like, you don't care as much as I do. But... Do you feel differently after seeing a thing like Bros? To circle back to the beginning of this episode. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I understand the... I see it's just a reminder of everything, actually. That's what Bros was to me. Just a reminder of a lot of things that I just keep moving forward because of my life being so busy. Yeah. So, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have on that one. I don't know. I mean, does it... Does it... Does it make you mad that you... That... Lucasfilm is clearly afraid of upsetting people and hearing the inevitable, the inevitable, because I know what Twitter is like more than you do. Like, this is for kids. Why does queerness have to be? It's similar to the conversation Mm -hmm. they had in Bros, where the Bobby took it too far. Yes, but he also had a point. No, just when I see these things, it just makes me think that they're really not in control. They make a movie, but they're just not in control. Who's in control? The mouse. Mm. But I have said that for three years. Yes. So it's the mouse. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Especially with this past summer, the things that went on. Yep. In Florida. So the mouse. Effing Bob Chapek. You know, 
I don't know. It's just honestly, Let's I'm just say, hey, if we had known before, we never would have made the reservations to go yeah. to Disneyland. But that's okay. Yeah. My most stressful vacation ever. <laughs> no doubt. Um, <sighs> but you know, and honestly, like we talk a lot about Disney on our Discord, actually, because there are a handful of people our, mm-hmm. of our patrons who are in the steam room in the private locker room. Mm-hmm. I should say because that's what we call our Discord. Um, that talk about that relationship with Disney because they're all you know almost everybody in there is queer not everybody's queer in the private locker room but mm-hmm. um most of them are and they have well, a very special like relationship Disney's behind oh i'm sorry uh, star wars lucasfilm whoever yeah. is behind the times with it i mean look there's shows and movies mm-hmm. clearly and you know yep i mean even she hulk mm-hmm. got away with some like stuff jack the other day we were watching she hulk which yeah, because finished. her friend is lesbian yeah and she yep. and and uh jack was like dad are there even any straight people left did you even hear Jack say that to me? Oh, no, funny. I didn't. Yeah, it's no, really okay. funny. Like, they don't care. Mm. You know, Michael, Michael, yeah, mm-mm. they don't care. No. No one cares. They're very, I think they're, I guess, you know what, I shouldn't say that. A lot of people fucking care. We all want to pretend like people don't care, but a lot of people care. It's Look, Roe versus Wade. Yeah. older, and I would say less yeah, okay. our age, it's and older, older yeah, unfortunately. I mean, Roe v. Wade just got overturned, And then those older people sometimes have their tentacles on some of the younger people. Yes. And then they wrap yeah. it up in the big white church, but, uh, yeah. you know. So I'm just kind of done saying I don't think people care, because clearly a lot of people do. Mm. And if you don't care and don't voice it, then you don't care either. You don't care enough. You know, what does Beyonce say? You won't break my soul. You That's won't all break I have to soul. say on that. You won't break my yeah, soul. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, all of you people, you're not going to break my soul either. Not going to break my soul. Nope. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just really interesting. I will, I'm not going to lie though, it's put a little bit of a damper on the show for me. And Oof. I wish it didn't because I was really into it and I'm going to really. Does and this I still mean I don't have to get up early tomorrow to watch no, it? No, definitely. <sighs> okay. <laughs> you won't break my soul. But I won't wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tomorrow, okay, this is interesting. You mm-hmm. loved this one. You're like, okay, now I, I did get. like this one. So episode seven. Because I'm like, finally, got Tony, the heist over with. Tony Gilroy was on a podcast earlier, mm-hmm. and he said that episode seven mm-hmm. is almost a standalone episode. Ugh. Our friend of the show, Phil Sosak, which I guarantee I'm still butchering his name, um, tweeted out, which also... How dare you, Phil? And this is a very standalone. Mean. Do you mean like a background one? I don't know. But Phil said it was his favorite episode and it changes everything. Okay. So I think it's a big shakeup. And then we have, I think it's a three arc story and then a two parter or something like that. Wait, how many do we have all six together? left? Oh, so we get a one shot, a three parter, and then a two part season finale. Okay. Um, and then what are we off to after this? Well, before this is over, we get Tales of the Jedi, which you forgot all about, and then you mm-hmm. were, which we talked about on this very podcast. And Tom's like, I never seen this trailer. And I was like, Yes, you did, Tom, because on the podcast, you're talking about Baby Ahsoka touching the tiger. Doesn't remember. Oh, you know what I always say? In one ear and out the other. You betcha. In my <laughs> eyeballs and out my mouth. That's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, uh, I mean, I'm stoked for, I'm stoked for the tomorrow, but. Good. It really made me mad. This whole thing really, really upset me. And I wish more people would talk about it, to be honest. I'm sorry. Mm, you know. Yeah. Nobody speaks for the gays. Nope. They all want to pretend like they do. But nobody ever really does. 
They'll tweet about it, but they won't put their voice to it. They'll put their fingers to it, but not their voice. It's frustrating. But it's okay. We're going to, you're not going to break my soul. You won't break my soul. <laughs> We're going to move forward anyways. You know what, Thomas? Speaking of moving forward. Yes, sir. Let's move forward to ending this here episode. You Thank you for you everything. Want. Thank you for everything. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for everything. I appreciate it. Just a reminder. Um, this upcoming Friday, which is what, Thomas? What's the date? The 23rd? Mm-hmm. I think the 23rd. Anyways, the end of Oct- second to last Friday of October. <sighs> Just remember. 21st. 21st. Sorry. Okay. October 21st mm-hmm. is our last Friday after dark. We are moving to Wednesdays after this. Uh, very exciting. And uh, we're still going to hit with Monday, Wednesday, Friday releases, just like we always have. So I don't exactly know yet if the after dark is going to be posted on Mondays or Fridays, or if husband and husband's going to be Mondays or Fridays, but we'll figure that part out. Get your ear holes ready. Um, <laughs> Your hole sounds really kind of dirty, but it I sounds also, extremely dirty. But I really kind of like it. Clean though, you know. If you have children, your children's ear holes aren't clean. I've seen them. And then you show up at a physical, and the doctor takes a big old thing. Screwdriver. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's a story for another day. Another day. Anyways, until then, make sure you follow us on socials at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter, Instagram, sometimes TikTok, rarely TikTok, but sometimes. Also, thank you to like the 20 people that followed me on TikTok, even though I haven't posted a single thing in months. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And uh, like and subscribe there and leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. And until next week, Thomas, are you ready? I'm ready. It is that time to drink drink up. Drink up.